Luno, the fastest, easiest way to buy Bitcoin. If you're just getting into crypto, it's the perfect place to start. Hey guys, and welcome back to my show. Today is going to be pretty interesting, but before we jump in, it is powered by Icon Plus, so a quick news announcement for you. So this month, Icon's DeFi project, Balance, will be released, a user-friendly platform that creates ICX tokens pegged to real-world assets like the dollar, gold, and oil. So always really interesting there. It is also sponsored by BlockFi, so I want to say a quick thank you to them. Um, I actually use them to earn up to 8.6% interest on my USDC, so um, I've left a link for you. You can get $250 when you sign up, so that's pretty cool. So joining me today, before I bring him on, if you are watching um, on YouTube, then make sure you hit the like button and hit subscribe so you never miss any of these guests. Now, joining me today is author. Um, he's an entrepreneur, um, he's the guy with a bunch of Lambos, and he's extremely bullish on Twitter, and I also believe it's his birthday today. Jason, what's up? Happy birthday. Yeah, what's going on? Happy birthday. Like, <laughs> that's so random. I had no idea. Yeah, it happens once a year. It's, a, it's, yeah. not, it's not that big a deal as you get uh, to this advanced age, uh, but I'm going to do some partying now, so, you know, it's not... Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm still. Uh, I'm still trying to get after it. So, how, how have you been? I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just still not over the fact that it's your birthday and you're working today. No, it's, very, um, it's very sweet of you. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, I, this is like a massive day. So it started off with um, Beeple and his NFT launch on Christie. So I was really interested in that, and um, you know, I was uh, I was in the market. So just so. I, I did go for it. You know, I, I'm not going to say what I bid, but I knew some giga Chad would ape in at the end and it, it did it exactly, you know, how I thought it would, you know, I was a buyer. Uh, then the price went to 20, like 4 million. And then with like five minutes left, it went to 50 and then it ended up at like 69 million and change, yeah. which is absolutely incredible. Isn't it? Like, I don't know where you are with NFTs, but that that is an unbelievable situation where Beeple's like the third, like that piece of art is the third most expensive piece of art by a living artist. So wait, but I want to go back a sec because I saw you were talking, firstly, really cool glasses, I'm loving the, the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah really cool. This is me, you know, I just want to make sure everyone knows, like you see, you see someone doing news you see somebody on some kind of live stream rocking these glasses you know they're a chad you know they hold bitcoin so i just want to i just want to make sure everyone understands shout out to pit vipers keep sending me these glasses i'm gonna keep wearing them let's go why didn't you wear those on fox because i saw you on fox which i want to talk about but why weren't you wearing those on fox i try they make me take them off <laughs> you like it, no you? they won't let me they won't let me do anything they won't even talk about my book They've never mentioned the name of my book once. Well, we're going to talk about that, but I want to go into NFTs first, okay? So what is going on? Why, like, where's the value? Okay, Jack selling his, Jack selling his tweet, what, what is that? I can just yeah. screenshot it and then bam, I have it. Like, would you pay that much money for, for a, a tweet NFT? All right, so let, let's step back a second. There are all kinds of people in this world that like to collect things. And when I was a young kid, I liked collecting baseball cards and I still have baseball cards now. You may have collected things. I, I don't know. But those things had value to you and you may trade them with your friends. Uh, you may actually try to sell them. 
And I, I did all of those things with baseball cards as a young kid. I, I collected coins, proof sets, all kinds of things like that. So it's very natural for me to be drawn to digital collectibles, whether it's in-game purchases, digital assets you can own, you can gift to your friends, you can pull them out of the game, you can sell them. If they're rare, you can just keep them so that you look like an OG in the game. I mean, all this stuff like makes a lot of sense to me. Then you have the advent of digital Pokemon cards, potentially. Yeah. There's Ethermon that's come out. You've got Decentraland, which is like buying digital real estate. I've even looked at projects now that are doing digital franchising. So you can buy some type of revenue generating digital asset and place it in Decentraland and get paid. Okay. You've got NBA top shots now. And then you have art, right? So we're talking about a $370 billion give or take industry, uh, the collectible industry as a whole. So it's real. Um, and art is like a baller's kind of place, right? You graduate from collecting baseball cards and matchbox cars to collecting real art, maybe rare Porsches, stuff like that. And you've got someone like Beeple, um, really interesting artist, has a really, um, I think, intense following people have bought into his story these everyday projects he's been only in the space for like five months right he's been a digital artist for a long time 3d artist but been in the space for five months and he starts dropping like absolute fire people are rushing to get him and then you have today and okay, ethereum but wait. Based, yeah yeah hold on let me let me just close this up you have an ethereum based okay. project an NFT, non-fungible token, ERC-721 mm -hmm. contract, and uh, he drops this piece of art for $69 million. Yeah, it, it's mad, but have you seen the backlash that's happening? And this is actually something that I only saw yesterday, um, but it's mainly coming from the transgender community. And I couldn't believe it. I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I was just like, what? Have we just like jumped worlds here? So there's, okay, so there's two things. The first thing, there are issues with regards to energy but that's always an issue that we hear and a concern when it comes to bitcoin so that one i don't care about that one i'm like i'm like whatever that's fine but the second one was that apparently people are taking other people's art and then minting it into an nft and then making money from that so how on earth do you stop against that and then also what happens if i decide to nft or mint an nft of your tweet isn't in some copyright issues here or am i missing something no, nah, nah, look, I, I saw Meltem was getting all uh, kind of like tweaked mm. and triggered because people were minting her tweets or something like that. And you certainly can take a screenshot of one of these projects and mint it on another platform. But here's the thing. Anything of value is going to be exploited. And art has historically been ripped off, reproduced and and sold as something it's not. It's very easy to do just a touch of homework to say that Fawocious, an artist, sold or transferred that piece of art to me. And you can see that in terms of just the transactions on a blockchain. And that that is the original piece of art or asset. That that's all I have to say about that. If you if you're gonna screenshot, like someone did that this morning, I yeah. own a people. And I said, hey, there were 271 of these. And he he took a screenshot and said, now there are 272. 
my whole point is go ahead and try to sell that. You're lying to someone. I mean, I definitely agree with you in that this isn't the first time that you can just copy and paste somebody's work. Um, like we can talk about your book because I, I want to talk about it. I haven't read it yet. When I leave the UK, uh, that's we're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk. I won't talk about my book to anyone that hasn't read my book. I, no, no, no. You, you know, I've got plans to read it. I'm getting it on Kindle. Come I have on. it all prepared. I you, can, read it yet. you know what I tell people who, who don't know how to read? Just rub it on your face or something. It's that good of a book. I'm leaving. I'm. I'm. I'm leaving the UK. When when I leave, that's when I'm reading it. Right. Wait, let, um, we'll, so can let's you talk about it. it. We'll talk about it when you read it sometime. Because I. Why? I, why can't really we talk about it now? It'll take you. It'll take you four hours, and hopefully, it'll it'll be meaningful to you. It's the book nobody mentions. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's a number one bestseller since I launched it. I'm selling these things out of the back of my out of the back of my trunk. And nobody will say the name of this book, and I love that it's uh, it's grown to be uh, something, you know, kind of uh, have its own life. So it's pretty cool. I've heard it's had a really good reception as well. Like I hear people talking about it all the time on yep. Clubhouse. It's it's yeah, it's going sure. down really well. How long yeah, did it well, take you to write? Well, I started it in the beginning of 2020, finished it in like November, uh, brushed it up a little bit. And I think the launch was December 8th, December 8th or December 10th. So it took me almost a year, but I had, I had it on my bucket list to kind of write a book. So it was kind of a cool thing to do. Why did you want to do it? I don't know. Like, uh, I had the time like this, this 2020 being like stuck in this basement was a bit depressing. So, um, you know, I'm someone who likes to kind of move around in the world a little bit and that stopped. So why not take the opportunity to, uh, to write about what was going on? So uh, I, I think it's pretty cool. Read the book. You and I will, will circle back and we'll read it okay. and we'll talk about it. I, I'd enjoy that. I'm ready. Like I have it all prepared on my Kindle. That's kind of like my plan when my life is just calmer. I've like, I've got three books lined up. Yours is one of them. Um, so, so what's, yeah, going, yeah, on, what's going on with you? You're, you're planning to, uh, to leave um, the UK. I mean, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we can. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like the UK at all. I've never felt a connection with British people, unfortunately. Um, I've never felt a connection with um, the country. I'm from London. I've never felt a connection with London at all. So I'm just what, why? going. What, why is it political or what, what's the lack of connection? I mean, I don't not feel a connection to the United States. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I, I would say, oh gosh, it's such a good question. I mean, I would say it's political to some extent. Um, so London is like a very liberal kind of lefty environment. And that mm -hmm. doesn't, it's not really in line with, with kind yeah. of the way I look at things. Um, yeah. And so a lot of people my age are all are all very much like that. And I've, ha I've been privileged enough to travel the world and I've seen so many different cultures and so many different um, people the same age as me that just look at the world the way I look at the world. Um, and then I came to sort of realize this is definitely like a London, England kind of thing. And then I have the problem whereby, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I have this problem whereby when you're born and bred from in London, it's really, really hard to go anywhere else in the UK. It's really hard. It's like um, it's like a London-centric thing. Like when you're a Londoner, you 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 either leave the UK or you stay. Well, what, why is that? London is such a big city, or has uh, like a cultural epicenter. I mean, what what's the what's the reason that you guys uh, have this big chip on your shoulder? 
Yeah, we do. It, it's like we're there's such a north south divide. Um, so even even with the with the the Manchester's and the Leeds and from where you're from, but absolutely, like I think it's because London's not just the financial you know center, but also the nightlife is better. There are more there are more bars, there are more restaurants. There's just more to do. Like it, you, okay. Anyone who's listening who's not from London, don't get offended. So here we go. It, it's kind of the way London Londoners look at it. It's like you're like downgrading if you leave because there's just more. There's just more in London. There's more options. There's more job opportunities. But I don't really care for it anymore. I think the London Underground is is filthy. It's overpriced, mm. um, and the people are really unfriendly. So, so what, where where have you decided to kind of uh, go next? Okay, so I don't want to say it publicly just yet, but I'm looking at the Middle East at the moment. Um, mm. But I don't want to say it too publicly yet. My no, end goal not... is an island. That sounds cool. Look, and the Middle East is a place a lot of uh, people from the UK hang out, right? Yeah, like I, my brother actually just spent about three months in the Middle East. Um, mm. He's in America now, which is very cool. So Americans, be careful. My brother's arrived. He's very disruptive. Um, <laughs> he arrived in LAX last night. So he's very disruptive. So be careful. Um, but yeah, have you, when, when were you last in the UK? Um, I don't know, a year or two ago. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, I was there on business. I was in London and uh, I, I like it very much. I think the skyline's a little weird. It's always... Uh, peculiar you guys have weird like egg-shaped buildings and stuff the gherkin i think it's called the gherkin yeah i don't know it, uh i don't even know what it is never been in it but i was riding in the train i was like this is the weirdest looking like uh like montage of weird buildings yeah i mean i don't know like london's just it, it, you know what it's filthy it's overpriced and it's super liberal lefty and i just got to get out of here basically and the and the the weather's terrible so it but, does rain a lot. I, I always clown yeah. you on that. It does. It does. But I want to. I want to get your thoughts on Bitcoin because you know we're almost at sixty k, and your last price prediction um, was wrong, which was was fun. Wait, um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that wait, which which price prediction did I have that was wrong? The Halloween one, the all time high on Halloween. Oh yeah, and you no! Had the you, can't, fish. you can't. You can't legitimately say that I missed that price prediction. Yes, like it was did. all over it. it. It hit like two weeks later. I, I was. Two, I made that later. prediction two years before October thirty first, twenty twenty. Okay, it was okay. Two years so, before that, come on, come on. How was the fillet fish? Was it was it all right? It wasn't much of a penalty. No, it was disgusting. Like I, I really, it's not something I would ever eat. Um, and I, I thought. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty gross. It was pretty gross. Uh, I, I grew up bar. on those. Have you tried? I grew up on those. Yeah, I grew up on them. You grew up on eating fillet of fish from McDonald's. <laughs> yes. Get the f Come on, I don't believe that. At all. I did. No, uh, I did. I did. My mom used to. She used to tell me that McDonald's was healthy. You really do I, like them. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I don't. What I do is I'm really weird though. I do this with burgers as well. Like I remove all the bread, all the sauce, and I just eat like the meat and the fish on its own. Um, that's the only reason why I like them. All right. Otherwise, yeah. I won't eat all the bread. Yeah, maybe if it was hot, if it was hotter, and uh, I, I maybe ha had some suggestion of a type of sauce to put on it, but it's nothing I wanted. I wanted to do again. So yeah, to your point, I didn't get it exactly right. I ate the fillet of fish, but I still chalk that up as a win. Everybody that put that investment on made money. Yeah, I mean, I'm with we, you. I'm there with was you. no losers around that. 
Yeah, everyone. Okay, everyone. so when 60K, what, what's happening? When 60K and when 100K, um, because your price predictions are on it. Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. So I um, in, in January, like January 28th, I told everyone would be the price today. So we hit that, right? The big red circle is going to hit somewhere in there. When will we hit 60K? You know, uh, I think tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I think tomorrow. Sure? I think yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we hit 60k on the 12th. On the 12th. Yeah. What's the date today? The, oh, 11th. the 11th. Okay. Yeah, tomorrow. I think we hit tomorrow 60k. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't know how how more specific I could be. I actually love that. If we do, I'm if we do then like It's like crazy, right? It's clown town. Yeah. You're going to be yeah, rocking yeah, glasses. You'll be on it. Can you send me a pair of those? I feel yes. a bit left out. You honestly. read my book, and yeah. then the next time we talk, you'll wear yours, I'll wear mine, and we'll be able to see eye to eye. Like we will have that. Mm. Yeah, we will I have feel a disconnect walk. though. I feel a bit of a disconnect because I can't I, see your eyes. I know. I know. It was a late night. I had a soccer match last night. I didn't go to bed till like after midnight. I was on Clubhouse. Unsafe. What are your thoughts on Clubhouse? Uh, I think it's a wild place. Like there's a lot of weird stuff going on, a lot of paid shills and implanted agendas and stuff. So you have to, you have to go in there with like, like tough as nails. Like it was the first time I ever was like openly confronted by one of these anonymous virgin trolls who lives in their mom's basement. You know, he, he decided to start screaming. Well, he started screaming in a room with like 400 people that like, I'm a scammer and a shit coiner and all that. And, and I was in there with Bitcoin Tina and HODL and a bunch of like oh, yeah. maximalists. So, you know, I, I didn't know how to deal with it, you know, getting, so what in did a, you do? well, getting in a like text battle with someone is a lot different than having someone just screaming like a <laughs> maniac, uh, in their phone. So, you know, my, my, I, I think I said very gently and very calmly, and I tapped into my British, uh, kind of uh, like elite, refined, amazing. <laughs> Dude, you're from you're, you're you're a Mancunian, not from Manchester. Very oh, yeah, very uh, very elite. And I said, look, um, if you want to fight me, <laughs> I will pay you five hundred thousand dollars. We'll go anywhere. You know, I'll go anywhere in the world. I've never seen you. You've seen me. I'll donate the 500,000 to whomever you want, whomever you want, Ooh. right? Whomever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Three rounds, five minutes, virgin nerd. I'm gonna put my hands on you. I've never seen you. Yeah. I've never seen you virgin nerd, but we're gonna dance together. It'll be fun. I said, it'll be fun. It's all for fun. But what was his problem? I don't get it. I don't understand because uh, because what have I'm, you an done? Investor, I'm an investor in BlockFi. He thinks I'm a scammer, uh, scamming people, and that uh, I own, uh, I have an investment in the Digital Asset Index Fund. Yeah. That uh, is one of the products that we had at Morgan Creek Digital. Uh, like, I, I, you know, I don't even understand what he's talking about. I managed hundreds of millions of dollars professionally for public pensions. Those are illiquid investments. I can't come out of them. Mm -hmm. And I don't personally own that. I have no. But also, you shouldn't have to. You do what you well, want. That's what I'm saying. It's just a. It's a silly argument. 
you know, and I have a lot of respect for these folks who saw Bitcoin early and got into that investment. Um, but that doesn't mean they're smart. And it doesn't mean that they, they're, you know, they're good human beings, like none of that. So, you know, I, I, I wish him well. And I'm, I'm half joking about dancing with him for three rounds. Mm -hmm. But I'd watch but, it. I'd watch it. Yeah, look, Leah, at some point, you know, if I go to Miami and they're there, we're going to run into each other, you know, and I'm going to see that five foot six virgin trying to take a shot at some, you know, bearded woman. And I'm going to walk up to him. Wait, wait, why bearded woman? Wait, go back. They don't get that reference. I don't know. I just feel like that's how you see uh, it. That's the kind of like woman he probably would have a shot at. <laughs> I see. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm following. Yeah. I, and, and I'm identifying, you know, as a transgender or whatever right now. So mm. I feel totally comfortable having this conversation. <laughs> you're such a troll. It's, it's really interesting. It's really, really interesting because you're like a grown ass man with like a wife and kids. Yet you come on and you just troll so hard. It's really because because most people in your position are really professional. Oh, That's I not am. you. Yeah, no. no, I know. But like in a yeah. troll way, I just want to have fun. Like 99% yeah. of the stuff I'm saying, like I'm laughing through life. Life is really hard. People have tremendous pain. And if we just smile a little bit and laugh at ourselves, like half of or 99% of the jokes that I make, I just make fun of myself mm. and I enjoy it. But I mean, for me to make a meme uh, that I'm a giga Chad <laughs> blow, blowing no, Tinder it. dates, blowing Tinder dates backs out is the funniest thing in the world. Cause I don't have any Tinder dates. No, I love it. No, I think it's great. Like, I think it makes you actually makes you quite untouchable. And actually it's something that I really like because there are so many trolls online and the best thing to do is believe it or not, in some ways rise to it, like be just as troll trollish back. Like don't, don't try and defend yourself because that doesn't work. Don't try and like be the good person. It, it doesn't work. Leah, Le I think when you have strong opinions and you certainly do, yeah. um, <laughs> you have to also have like a strong constitution right? You, you have to be able to take on the push, right? So when you push hard against the earth, the earth pushes, earth pushes hard against you. And, and I think you have that, you, you enjoy that. You enjoy these strong opinions and positions. And I think the earth will push hard against you. You have to be prepared for that. You don't want to get blown off the earth, especially by people who have loose opinions or will say gutter ass shit to you, excuse my language. Like why, why let that affect you? Especially I have a question. When you're, you're brilliant. You're accomplished. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you want to learn. I think you're yeah. very open-minded. You and I don't agree on tons of stuff. I think yeah. we get along great. No, I'm with you. I appreciate that. No, I really appreciate that. I'm with you. <laughs> I was listening. I didn't know what's coming next. But wait, I have a question about Bitcoin maximalism for you. So firstly, are you a Bitcoin maximalist? Um, honestly. And secondly, so Bitcoin maximalists have kind of this um, this aura whereby I think they feel like they're the gatekeepers of the world and they're trying to protect everybody, make sure nobody gets scammed and so on and so on. Even if somebody's not shilling anything, they're just like, even the fact that you, you had the courage to mention another word that isn't Bitcoin is just horrendous. Anyway, so do you think it actually comes from a good place? Do you think they're actually trying to protect people, even though there's really not much um, that they're trying to protect from, particularly when, yeah, you get my question. Yeah, I think if I showed up at the gate of the the Bitcoin maximalist citadel, 
and they the the you know they looked over the gate and they saw me out there they don't open the gate so i i think no Why? matter uh, I, I don't think that they would think I was a Bitcoin maximalist. You know, I talk about NFTs. Okay. Uh, I'm an investor in BlockFi. You know, I'm allow for my Bitcoin to be rehypothecated. Not all of my Bitcoin is in self-custody. So you, you get the picture here. Mm -hmm. um, now, do I think that they do good? Absolutely. I think, I think Bitcoin maximalists are like on a hero's quest. Uh, most of them have been... But genuinely you know, though, genuinely. Let, 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 let me finish this because... There's going to be douchebags and, and virgins and weirdos that just latch onto it too, because everyone wants to be accepted. So, you know, if you have 0 0.00001 Bitcoin and you want to hang out with the bully crowd, then you could do that too. But most of them don't have anything. Do you not, you don't think they have anything? I don't. No. No, I don't. I think I sit in rooms. I think I sit in rooms on Clubhouse with, you know, 10, 15 mods who are teaching people about finance that don't have any, fi they, they have no financial success or track record. You know, I mean, seriously, I retired when I was 26. Wow. How did you do that? I made a lot of money and was very focused. That cannot know? be your next book as well. That needs to be your next book. You should do yeah, that. But, I mean, but the, these little, these little like shots, if I pull it out and I shoot it, I would want people to like say, maybe I should listen to this guy, not lecture him about why he's buying NFTs right now. Mm. Yeah, but That's people would rather they would rather scream at me like, "Oh, you're a, you're a scammer! You're you're playing hot potato with people." Okay, I'm telling you that I've seen four disruptive innovations in my life. Four. One, my Maybe. own. Well, my own company, FastMed, that I started when I was at Yale, dropped out, built a company, sold it for 500 million bucks. Two, the internet. You know, I'm there where all the smooth brainers were yuck, yuck, yucking on TV about like, what's the internet? What's this? I saw that brain? today. I yeah. saw that yesterday, though. Did you see? It was going well, around. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But I, I saw it in real life. It's like nut jobs, like laughing about it, right? The internet's not going to be anything. Three, Bitcoin. Bitcoin alone is another one of these amazing innovations. You're talking about, you know, potentially becoming the world's global reserve currency. Amazing store of, of value is this, this kind of evolving asset. Four, I'm throwing in there NFTs. Oh, wow. I, I, I really do. Yes. <laughs> and Why? I don't know. I'm agnostic to platform. Like I'm not promoting Ethereum or promoting Wax or Eternity or Super Farm or I don't know who's going to be right. I don't know who's going to be right. But digital assets are amazing. Like they are like this whole thing about being able to trade digital assets near instantaneously, transfer money uh, over blockchain and then certify provenance. And I, I think is amazing and authenticity. It's a really big deal to a nerd like me. Who's not, How a virgin. Do you... Who's not a virgin. I'm happy for you. I right? didn't think he was because you have a few kids. Yeah. And it's not my mom's basement. Not a virgin. Dad. Not my mom's basement. You know, the women I'm with, all of them, all four, my wife and three <laughs> kids, none of them have a beard. That's what I'm talking about. That's what level up, nerds. I'm talking about you. Anyway. Can we get a tour one day of the house? Yeah, of course. Well, maybe. I, people wanted me to do that, but I'm worried about security. Like I don't want yeah. people to be the inside floor plan of the house. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, I take that back, sorry. Yeah, no no worries. Yeah. I am potentially doing a show. <laughs> I'm potentially doing a show, though. Okay. I've been What's asked to do a pilot. Yeah. Like, like reality pilot. TV or? It's, yeah, it's like a reality TV sh uh, show about art. Like I love it. Rich people buying art, but they want to oh. introduce crypto into it, like a subplot. Okay, wait, when's this happening? I don't know. I'm supposed to talk to people uh, tomorrow and kind of find out the money because I'm not doing stuff for free. Like I'm not willing to even shoot a pilot for free. Yeah, don't. Yeah, but I mean, if they're going to do the Rolls Royce private jet, like put me in a nice suit and make make believe that I'm an art art dealer, like I'm in. Like I, I'll, this I'll, is flash, like I'll flash this beautiful smile and this olive skin. I'll bring it on TV. We could do this. This is like MTV Cribs meets crypto me. meets 2021 style. Basically, well, I saw I saw the pilot. It's wild. These people are wild. These art dealers, I love it. They they're beautiful. They're beautiful and weird. You'll fit right in. But wait, <laughs> I have two questions. I have two questions I want to ask you. The first one I want to go back because so you you mentioned four key things that happened, right? Yeah. How do you spot them? Like how do you how do you know NFTs is a thing? Because Gary V said the similar said a similar thing. He was like, yeah, I just I knew it when I saw it with the internet. I knew it when I saw it with with social media. I knew it, and he yeah. feels the same with NFTs. So how do you spot that? Oh, yeah. he's got the glasses back on. Well, <laughs> part of it is every one of these situations, Leia, was met with violent opposition. That's how okay. I know. So I'm I'm hugely emotionally invested in whatever it is. And then when I battle test it or pressure test it, the world is going apeshit that it's wrong. I'll okay. take you back. I'm a physician assistant. I'm doing my residency at Yale. And I'm thinking, oh, I want to hire a bunch of doctors and bring a retail spin to healthcare. People were like, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. It'll never work. No doctor is going to work for a PA. Nobody's going to go near a Starbucks to get their health care. Absolutely wrong. Like every, every counter thesis, totally wrong. And built it into uh, a huge industry, which then continued to, uh, to grow and exist today as a huge part of infrastructure around the world. Urgent cares and primary cares using allied health care professionals are a massive business. Two, the internet you know, I, I won't get into it, but you understand the opposition that was there by the intellectuals. Yes. They thought it was insane. And when you started to hypothecate, like people will be buying groceries or ordering, uh, ordering things that you would traditionally buy from a store online, like that was clown town. Like nobody believed that that would happen. I always underestimate how dramatic this change would be for people like you. Cause yeah. I, I grew, I, I was born in the nineties. Digital native. So, yeah. So, but I, I mean, I remember I had my first mobile phone. It was a Nokia when I was maybe like tour. No, I was younger. Cause I used to get the school bus. So I yeah. was like, I don't know, 10 or something like that. And even Le I've Le seen how it's changed and I'm shocked. Yeah. Leah, so I mean, you must you have to imagine growing up in the 1600s in new Amsterdam. I mean, it was a tough world. Like, <laughs> It, I mean, I was there and I was Tell like, me honestly. No, no, I'm like, this is amazing. And then it became New Seriously. York. No, it, it's, uh, it's yeah. It's insane. It, you didn't have phones when you were teenagers. Like you no. didn't have any social media. No, no, like dating was all face to face. Like even that's yeah, bizarre. You had to spit game. No Amazon. You had, a, you had to be an absolute giga chad baller that could walk up to a girl and say, you know, hey, what's up? Or would you like to go get coffee or you just like go out for dinner? 
And then you had to continue to converse with her. Like, you know, I mean, can you imagine all that? Imagine all Damn. that. Right. The it's things tough. we've lost. Tough stuff. No, there were no cell phones. Never. People had bag phones. And those bag phones were completely impossible. You, you would never, ever use that phone. There were car phones, but they were weird. They were like connected by like a wire. And they were only in like Ferraris and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were, um, and then there were no personal computers. People had word processors. The word processor, the word processor then had an LED screen. That was the evolution. Ooh. So you could actually spell check. Those were the ballers. And then uh, my freshman year of college, personal computers came out, Macintosh. And mm. uh, what year was that? 1992. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, a long time ago. And um, 1994, the internet. Um, you know, imagine I'm growing up, there was no That's computers, insane. no computers. And then the internet, AOL, um, dial up internet connections. I mean, but you want to talk about an amazing like experience, life experience to which I'm sure if I was talking to my grandmother, she'd say the same thing. But for me as a kid growing up and then experiencing this expansion of knowledge and technology has been, it's been mind blowing. I mean, no cell phones to bag phone to internet. Wait, what's a bag computer. phone? It was literally a phone in a bag you would carry around. That was like a, it was like almost like a satellite phone. What? Was I know about the bricks. I know about the big bricks you guys used to have. No, no. It was <laughs> before that, there was a bag with a phone in it. I don't know why it was in a bag, but it was. Okay. I never had a bit yeah. in my life. Internet personal computers and think about the people, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, uh, 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 Bill, Bill Gates, Bill Gates. Uh, Steve Jobs. That, that's all, yeah. that's all my peer group. That's all my peer group. Like these, these guys are all right around the same age and they made all the cool shit. Right. So on top of the internet, they built these companies. Um, and now we've got rockets flying to space. I got Starlink for my birthday you know, I'm seeing like crazy stuff. I'm booking flights to go to the moon. I added oh, on, yeah. My, yeah, I added on my bucket list that I'm going to drive a, you know, drift a lunar rover on the moon, oh, you know, that. all that kind of stuff. So this is exciting times. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's so insane. Like even, I just think we underestimate how fast everything's changed. Like even when I was younger, I used to run home from school and fight with my brothers about who can go on MSN first. To think like you had to go on MSN to speak to somebody instantly and there was one computer to do it as opposed to just, I mean, my phone's like right here, you know, as opposed to just like texting is, is, is insane. Yeah, um, yeah. But I wanted to ask you, because we kind of went, went past it, 100K for Bitcoin. That's just like been floating in my head the whole time. Can we get that kind of prediction from you? And then also Max Kaiser says at the end of this year, it'll be 200K. So yeah. give us your thoughts. 100K in October. 100k in October, what 31st? Uh, yeah, 100k, but this is this is super conservative. I mean, I'm gonna be way off and low. I'm saying 100k by October 31st, but I don't really believe that at all. I was I expecting 100k this month. I'm disappointed. Yeah, no, no, I, I, but I don't, I, I, I think that we get far beyond 100k by October 31st, but I'm going with 100k by October 31st. Okay. Yeah, but we, we smash that. 
On 200K? We smash 100K. Okay. We smash 100K. I mean, I, I love the super cycle chart that shows $2 million Bitcoin March 21st, 2022. Oh, now, wow. That, I haven't seen this. Yeah, but that, that, that seems like an impossibility intellectually yeah. just because the market cap of Bitcoin would have to be so huge. Like, um, that I, I just don't see how it gets there, but it's fun to explore. So I know that you have a time limit because you have to go somewhere. Um, how yeah. long do we have? Because I have another question for you. Um, so I've just got, tell me, so I don't want to keep you too long. stop at 12.20. 12.20. Oh, that's in like four, that's in four minutes. Is yeah. it? I can't see. Uh, we get, oh, 12.20. 12.20. Oh, no, we've got like 15. Minutes. Yeah. Okay, well, 15. Okay, cool. So... I wanted to quickly ask you about gold because um, you've been on Fox. You've um, done really well on Fox. So congrats. I saw you with David Gokstein and then you were obviously with Peter Schiff as well. So let's talk about Peter Schiff because his son went 100% um, of his portfolio into Bitcoin. Yep. Why can't Peter Schiff get on board? What is going on? And actually gold is down. I, I was reading today more than 17% in the last six months. Yeah, gold is dumb. Like It's totally <laughs> dumb. dumb. Like, I don't even understand. Like, um, as a, as a store of value asset, it's not working anymore. And eventually Peter's going to get caught in a short situation where people start to short gold as the kind of capital just flows out of it and flows into Bitcoin as a as the better store of value. Just as I was talking about the bag phone and you're kind of smirking and giggling about it. And it's even impossible for you to understand. I feel yeah. like young people feel that way about gold. Like I just can't imagine you saying, you know what, I'm going to go and buy a safe and I'm going to bolt the safe to the wall and the floor. And then I'm going to load the safe with like, I don't know, kilos of gold and silver. Like, I don't even think you want your life to be that tied down, let alone lugging a pallet of silver around. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, I think you make a really interesting point about your not wanting your life to be that tied down because I think we're life is just changing with with you know even with this whole coronavirus, the fact that you can now work almost from anywhere in the world. There's a huge push to get everybody online. Um, we're moving to this globalist, you know, this global no borders kind of world where you can work from anywhere, do you know, just work from wherever you want, do whatever you want, and also a lot of people less and less are seeing the value in buying a property not just because they can't get on the property ladder um but also they're just not seeing the value in it um and so yeah i mean where are they gonna where are they gonna put their gold anyway like i don't have i i don't plan on buying a house at all for yeah. a for a long long even if i could or can maybe not maybe i can afford it it doesn't matter i don't want to buy one I, at all but Leia, is that because you don't want to be tied down or is it because you think about things in Bitcoin, like price things in Bitcoin? It's, it's two things. So firstly, like I don't want to be tied down. And even when I'm married, I also feel like the kind of person that I would choose, I don't really want to be fully tied I, together. I don't want to be, you know, tied to a country. I'd want to be able to like move with him and go wherever we want to go. Um, yeah. In terms of in terms of Bitcoin, I also don't want to sell it. I like I don't want to sell it. But yeah. Michael Sa and Michael Saylor has been talking about taking a loan out on your Bitcoin and so on and so on. I don't understand that. So can maybe you explain that? Yeah, I, I think um, 
and I'll go back to the 1600s in New Amsterdam. So if we were oh. fortunate, no, but I'm, I'm serious. Play, play okay. the game with me. If we were, okay. if you and I had arrived there and then I was able to project forward history uh, into the future with you and say, hey, this is going to eventually be New York and every piece of land here will be a city block. And we can buy those city blocks right now for $500. And you and I had wealth because we came from wherever the new Amsterdam people came from. And we bought a bunch of city blocks. Everybody that owns New York city blocks never sold those New York city blocks. Now that's a pretty illiquid asset, but it is priceless. So how do you pass this priceless illiquid asset on to the next generation, the next generation, next generation? You have to use leverage. You have to be creative. You have to do things to maintain it, but profit from it. That's what we all will do with Bitcoin. Like you'll borrow against your Bitcoin. You'll put it in a- How, in a, how do you do that? Well, you could do it right now with BlockFi. You can, yes. take, you can take a loan. Uh, you can pledge like 50% loan to value and you can pull cash out and you can do something with that cash. Now, I don't necessarily recommend that people do that, but I'm saying it's a, certainly an option to do. The other thing you can do is you can gain interest on your Bitcoin. So you can earn money on it that way. But you should just continue to think about how rich people protect their assets and yeah. take illiquid assets and make them work for them and work beyond just appreciating, right? Because Bitcoin is not only good money, it's sound money, but it's also this amazing like apex predator asset that can grows and has grown 200% historically year over year. Um, uh, and I, I just think it's an amazing thing. You don't want to sell it. And I appreciate you saying that, you know, you, you hold like you do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have no interest in selling. Like, seriously, I have no interest. And I just, I've only, cause obviously I'm not American. I've only recently heard the term 401k. Um, cause I, we don't have that here. We have our own, um, equivalents um i don't want any of that i don't want any of it like the amount of tax that you have to pay when you want to remove it I've, I've i've seen too many bad things happen to generations before me so yeah. i i'm just like no i i, I don't you so know do you, do you have a retirement plan right now bitcoin yeah i get it That's and, and, and i was oh gonna God. say i'm sorry to interrupt you like you're you have a lot of different revenue streams through your show and sponsors etc do that. Don't ever feel bad about that and get paid in Bitcoin or convert that fiat into Bitcoin. I mean, I know you're doing that. Bravo. Come into the rooms in, in Clubhouse that I'm in that are rooms about capitalism and how to uh, make money and not just, you know, shame people that are holding, you know, that, that uh, don't just hold Bitcoin. I, I mean, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But I think there's there are other people looking for mechanisms that grow faster than Bitcoin. And there there are ways and strategies to to uh, to make money greater than 200 percent annual. So. I love it. Well, ping me in. I want to come in. I want to learn. Yeah. I'm always happy to, to learn more. So, yeah, ping me in. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, look, I appreciate yeah. this. Uh, I hope uh, I was a good fill in. Uh, who who was slacking today that was supposed to be here that you called on me? 
so firstly thank you so much for joining this has been super fun it's been really chilled i know it has like it's been really chilled i really like it and i was going to prepare but you told me not to prepare and i'm glad i didn't this has been really fun um a girl I'm old, called I'm old school i know how to talk to a woman oh i see i see mm -hmm. there you go that's 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 what you did that's what but, i did um, it was supposed to be um, Dominique Samuels, who's a really cool person. She's British and she's really um, into the politics scene. She's wow. mixed race and she's very much anti-BLM um, and so has some really, really cool views. So I was excited to chat to her, but a last minute pull out. So, but yeah, it was great having you on. So I want to thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody for watching. And really quickly, where can people find you and what are you up to? Where can people find you? Well, I would like to, if you would have me, if you ever have someone who is uh, coming on your show that has extreme thoughts like that, I would love mm -hmm. for you to have the two of us on. And I would never be confrontational, but both as a learning experience, because anytime I hear, you know, people that have a different opinion than me, I like to be around them. I, I would yeah. enjoy... Uh, asking questions in a non-confrontational environment where I could learn or maybe challenge someone whom I think uh, maybe has it wrong. And maybe I do too. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on and thank you everybody for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.